Sales is King, episode 79. Hi there. I'm on my way, I'm making it. I've got to make it show, yeah. So much larger than life. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Sales is King. My name is Dan Sixsmith, and I am your host. And this is a podcast about the changing digital landscape, the new requirements for selling effectively in 2018 and 2019 and beyond, the changing buyer, the difficulties that we face today in sales. And we discuss what is required to succeed and thrive as salespeople today. And I believe that salespeople and sales leaders are at a crossroads. We can either adapt, evolve, change, learn, or we can cling to our old ways and watch our numbers continue to decline. Sales quota attainment has dropped over the last six years. It was in the high 60s in terms of percentages of salespeople that met quota and now has dropped into around the mid-50s in through a six-year drop. So what we talk about in this podcast is what we need to do to make sure that we turn these numbers around and succeed going forward. And by all means, if you haven't reached out as yet, please drop me a note at dan.sixsmith at gmail.com, and let's talk a little bit about what you guys are facing out there and how we might be able to help. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Sales is King. Dan Sixsmith, glad to be with you. Episode 79. Wow, we're getting up there. Hope everything is going well. Hope January was a good one and hope February is off to a strong start. Uh, This week we'll be halfway through. So we're starting to plug away, guys. Hopefully you're hitting the numbers. Hopefully you're doing well, making the necessary adjustments um, that you need to improve, hopefully getting some coaching, some training, doing a lot of reading, watching videos, perfecting your craft, right? That's what you need to be doing. So this week, we're going to ask the question, are you a magnetic storyteller or are you a pushy sales rep? A magnetic storyteller or a pushy sales rep? If those two things don't reflect um, the two diametrically opposed versions of selling, one being old school, the pushy sales rep, and the other being new school, the magnetic storyteller, right? We hear so much about storytelling in sales today, and I think there's not enough really um, discussed about it and what exactly it means and how you can do it well. And again, as we've said on the podcast before, it's not going in and just bullshitting about you know, the Super Bowl or, you know, some some old war story of yours, some drinking story or some college escapades, schmoozy-woozy. Um, that's more the old school. Um, so I, I had the, the real um, pleasure of listening to a fantastic podcast, and I'm going to um, recommend it to you guys right now. And a lot of what I'm going to talk about today is going to be from that podcast. There is a podcast called Big Questions with Cal Fussman. 
Um, and Cal is a um, a reporter by trade. So, um, but he interviews some fantastic people. And uh, again, you know, so much of what we're trying to do is ask better questions in sales today. And and Cal's podcast would be a good one for you guys. I know I've learned a lot about discovery and asking questions. But um, the latest episode, he's got um, a tremendous salesperson on there called uh, John Livesay. Um, and the podcast is called Selling with Stories. And Livesay uh, goes through kind of his uh, version of how he sells today and how modern sellers really need to sell. And um, it's very much kind of like the flow we talk about in Sales is King, but I found some very interesting elements of it, and I thought I would go through it with you today. And of course, you know, one of the key things that comes out of this is that, you know, humans really think in stories. You know, we can follow stories, we can remember stories, we think in stories. So there's a lot of, you know, the emotion um, of stories, and we buy with emotion, right? So buyers buy with emotion, and they object with rational thinking. So we have to cover all of those different buckets. Um, but, you know, a lot of what he talks about is putting together, you know, a story. And the hero of the story is not you. The hero of the story that you're going to tell your prospect is not you. The hero of the story is your client, is your success story, is your case study, is the client that was just like the prospect you're talking to. And you tell the story of how you helped that prospect, um, the obstacles, the challenges that that now customer of yours faced, and how you help them. That's the story that you're going to tell, right? So just going through some of the notes here, <clears throat> one of the key points made when you're starting to think about your story is what are you solving, right? What are you solving? What, what is, you know, when you talk about your product, your solution, um, your service, whatever it is, what are you solving? You know, what are the issues that you typically solve for, right? That's got to be at the kind of core of what you're going to talk about, right? Is it, you know, is it long lead times? Is it, you know, high costs of infrastructure? Um, what is it that you're solving for, right? Um, paint the picture, right? Talk about what you did with your prospect, the issue, the story, what they were wrestling with when they came to you how you did it, right? Um, and Livesay says the simpler, the better, right? Don't take them down a, a long and winding road where they're looking at their watch, waiting for you to get to the point of the whole thing, right? It's got to be simple to the point, but yet painting the picture, telling the story, and then basically saying, what if we did this with you, right? Um, starting to get them to think about the future state. So many times I, you know, I hear sales calls, sales meetings, and we get into these demos and we start going through the how it works and this feature and that feature and how and how and how. But the key thing about it is, you know, how do we transition to say and what this means to you, you know, 
What's the feeling? Can we, can we paint a picture so vivid that the customer will experience the feeling of what it's going to be like when he or she solves the problem? That's emotion, right? That's cutting into and getting to the heart of the prospect, the emotion, right? What this means to you. Uh, it's not about statistics when we're doing this story until later on, right? We've got to get the emotion. We've got to get the prospect invested, right? Um, we're going to start out with the discovery, and we'll go through the process in a minute. But let's – I want to go through some additional interesting points. Um, Livesay believes right now that only 10% of reps today are selling with stories. Um, and I think that's probably true. I don't see a lot of it. Um, there's not a lot written about it. And I think, um, you know, a lot of what we're doing, certainly we're, we're asking the questions, we're doing some discovery, we're pitching our product, but I think we're missing out on really crafting um, a good story. You know, when he talks about how do we open, how do we open the meeting, right? Um, you know, he, he says so many companies come in and say, um, you know, thanks for having us in, blah, 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 here's what we do. You know, but why not open with a statement? You know, um, your CEO has tasked you to solve this problem. You know, if you don't solve this problem, here is some of the issues uh, that the company might continue to be facing, right? Um, we're going to help you because we've done it before. We've done it with XYZ customer. And here's what's happened to that. Let me tell you about it, right? Um, and that's when we start to get into, are you a magnetic storyteller? Are you reeling the prospect in early on? <clears throat> because early, early in the process is when we lose the deal. Early in the process is when we lose the deal. So many of us think that in the end, when we get the final no, um, you know, that we've lost the deal at the end. But if we lost the deal, we lost it at the beginning. Because we didn't differentiate, we didn't grab their attention, we didn't prepare, um, we didn't uh, leave them with enough excitement, we didn't tell a story. Um, you know, uh, again, we can't wing it, you know, and, and Livesay Liv uh, agrees with what we've been saying on this podcast. You just can't wing it. You know, doctors don't wing it, lawyers don't wing it. Ball players don't wing it. Why, why do we think in sales that we can just go and, hey, let's go start selling? You know, <clears throat> it's just not um, how we should do it. So tell a story of someone you helped um, with a great ending. And then ask the question, does that sound like the type of journey you'd like to go on with me? The client is the hero you helped. You know, say things like, we saw people just like you struggling with this issue. And here's what we did to solve it. And here's the benefits that they're experiencing now. Right? Um, Arthur Ashe says, the key to success equals confidence. And the key to confidence is preparation. The key to success is confidence. The key to confidence is preparation. Right, the buyer is going to know if you're confident about your product or solution, or if you're confident in asking questions, or if you're confident in telling stories. 
right? If you're not, it's not going to be pretty. He's going to lose interest. He's going to lose trust. And there's a good chance that the ball game is going to be over right then and there. And then guess what? You're going to be following up for six, eight months, possibly, um, wasting your time chasing a dead, dead um, deal. So um, the confidence and the preparation, right? So the preparation means subject matter expertise, right? Um, You've got to know your product inside and out because you've got to be able to answer questions. You've got to be able to pivot in the moment right? You can't be unsure of things because you won't be able to, um, you know, adjust accordingly on the fly, right? Um, Livesay talks about check-in moments, right? As you're going along telling the story, does this make sense? You know, would you agree? Get them to say yes. Get them to stay connected with you. You know, they start building trust, right? They start to see themselves in these stories, right? Um, so very, very important. This is what we mean, you know, so the story is going to be, you know, what's the success story? How did you do it? What's the process? You know, what did the customer come in worrying about and where are they now, now that they're a happy customer of yours, right? Um, so, you know, similar to what we're talking about in the podcast, um, Livesay gets into certainly, um, dealing with objections, right? And that uh, fear, uncertainty, and doubt are reasons why people don't move forward. So, um, you know, I've heard this from a number of different experts, um, including uh, on this podcast, on on the podcast I listen to, but deal with objections early. You know, deal with objections early. Bring them out yourself. Because if you bring them out early, when we're all in the kind of good feeling mode when we're starting to get to know each other, um, we're able to take them off the table rather than having to deal with them as a last minute uh, toss in, which may upset kind of the final deal, the final negotiations, right? Um, So be able to do that. Uh, Think about the objections, anticipate the objections, and be able to talk through the objections and get them off the table early. Um, Again, deals are lost early, not late. Deals are lost early, not late, so be careful. Talk about the roadmap, right? Um, Here's the early part of the process. Build rapport, get those pain points out there, right? The story as the solution, right? Your creative solution. And then finally, the close, which is simply asking, would you like to go on this journey with me? I think that is absolutely brilliant. Would you like to go on this journey with me? You tell the story of this fantastic story of how you've solved this problem before. Um, And now asking the prospect, would you like to go on this journey with me? I love it. Um, The podcast also gets into um, how do you deal with rejection and fear of rejection, right? and what Livesay says is never reject yourself, right? Um, just because someone rejects the phone call, um, they're not rejecting you personally. Uh, it's just not a fit for them right now. And there will be others uh, that will be a fit. You know, so if you're a, a person that does a lot of 
uh, cold calling and prospect. And by the way, on cold calling, I've been I've been thinking about this quite a bit. Everyone, you know, is so negative on cold calling, but quite honestly, it, it's no different than sending these blind ass emails that people are just littering uh, inboxes with today. That's a cold call in my estimation, and people don't answer them. Just like people don't answer the phone. So, you know, you could pick up the phone, and if you're going to sound intelligent, you'll save yourself a lot of time and energy rather than writing, you know, and sending out, blasting out thousands of emails hoping that it resonates with somebody. So a couple of quick points to summarize. Whoever tells the best story wins. Whoever tells the best story wins, right? Phrases like, did you know, um, gets people's attention. Did you know? We do this in our tools uh, at Mediafly, right? Uh, Did you know? Um, And then we usually come in with a statistic that gets people thinking, right? You're intriguing them. Are you intriguing them? Is this a demo that people are going to be snoozing through while you check off all the features? Or is there a point of view here um, that's going to lead into a story, right? Think about this on the next call that you go into. Think about what your story is. Do you tell a story in your sales meetings? Do you ask the questions? Do you uncover the pain points? Or do you go in and do you prepare? Right? Uh, That's what the elite sellers are doing in 2019, right? It's the big shift, the magnetic storytellers, captivating the audience versus lulling them to sleep, looking at their watches, um, thinking about the next meeting, right? Um, when you're out there, um, you know, figure out a a compelling way to describe yourself, right? Um, that's going to get people to remember you, you know, versus like I work at PepsiCo, you know, you could say something that captivates their attention. For example, I could say I'm known as the sales king and I give talks on how to give people motivated to sell more and it drives revenue, and the teams that I work with enjoy a 30 to 50% increase in their sales. You know, things that are going to get people's attention. You know, and, and my customers' businesses have taken off you know, after they work with me. And here's the three key areas that I help with. Um, I help with confidence. I help with preparation. I help with discovery you know, or something along those lines. Captivating. And then tell a story. You know, here's a story. I took a salesperson that was very, very shy, very uncomfortable, blah, 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 and go through it that way. So really good food for thought here. Um, Listen to that podcast because there's a lot more in it than what I covered. These were just kind of from my notes. Um, But think about your storytelling, right? Start to put together um, those success stories because I know you've got them. Uh, you've got your stable of customers that are that are that are satisfied that you've helped. Turn that into a story. Get that flow going from the pain points to how you help solve those issues. Make the prospect, make your customer, um, your satisfied customer, the hero of the story, and get your prospect thinking about feeling it. Just you tell the story so well that they can feel it, taste it, what it's going to be like after they hire you to come in and solve the problem. So I'll ask again, are you a magnetic storyteller or a pushy sales rep? Peace.